greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Indeed, it is a privilege and an honor for me to come and stand here and share the word of God with you beautiful ladies in this beautiful weekend that we are having. Hallelujah. How many of you feel that you are getting there, fulfilling your destiny? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe after this weekend, we will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, we, we are busy with the theme of this conference, which is fulfill your destiny. Hallelujah. I'm excited. I have learned so much. And I believe that the Lord still has a lot in store for us. Amen. Um, before we get into the word for this evening, I just want to confirm what um, my sister here read for us when she was reading from the book of Isaiah, encouraging us that when we walk through the fires, it will not burn us. When we walk through the waters, they will not sweep us away because the Lord will be there with us. I, if, if, if you believe that this word is for you, take it and believe it for yourself. Hallelujah. And see God do wonders in your life. Romans 8 verse 18. Romans 8 verse 18. It says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Hallelujah. Whatever it is that you are going through right now, the word of God says that it cannot compare to the glory that will be revealed in you. Hallelujah. So don't let it put you down. Don't let it discourage you. But let it push you forward to that place where you will see the glory of God being revealed in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now back to the topic for today. Uh, yeah. Dictionaries were consulted. Yay. Oxford. Yay. Yeah, no, we, we were schooled this weekend. So I remember OZGD and the others when they gave a definition of destiny because our topic is fulfill your destiny. They mentioned that it's a predetermined course of events. I also found that it is, it is the power believed to control events. Hallelujah. I also went and did a bit of a dictionary search and looked for the word destined, when they say you are destined for something. And it says here, it's having a future which has been decided or planned at an earlier time. Just like you said, Capri, destination. Hallelujah. So this is a future that God has planned or decided at an earlier time for us hallelujah he says in jeremiah uh, 29 11 that he has a he has plans to prosper us plans to give us a future you know and and not to harm us you know the the future that god has for us it is bright and he already already knows it because he is god who knows the end from the beginning hallelujah and that is you and me that god has that wonderful and mighty plan about our lives amen um, I would like us to start in, at the beginning. In order for us to fulfill our destiny, we need to know what it is that we are destined for. 
Yesterday we were told, Hore, in order for us to fulfill our destiny, we need to know our identity. Now, I want us to look at portions of scripture where the Bible speaks about what God destined for us to be or what God has destined or already planned for us to be or what God has already planned for us to achieve. Hallelujah. Let us start in the beginning. Genesis 1. Uh, I love the word of God. We are going to read the word of God. And those who have pens, you can note some of the scriptures. You can go and do further study at home and go deeper into these things. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, we'll read verse 26 to 28. It reads as follows. Then God said, let us make men in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Other version says multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Hallelujah. When you read um, Genesis 1, it speaks of that the earth was formless, without shape, and it was empty. It was just water and deep darkness. And the Spirit of the Lord was hovering upon the waters. And God began to speak, and things came unto existence. Now, this is the first time where God speaks of creating, adding to his creation, and he gives a purpose for this creation. All these other things, God created the beds of the air, created the trees and the fish of the sea and all these things. But when he comes to man, it's so distinct. He is detailed in how man should be created, not in the form of any other thing that he created, not to be in his own, like man should be, a creature that has its own identity, but God draws out of himself to create men in his image and in his likeness. Hallelujah. To me, these two things are the same. I could have opted for one of them, the image or the likeness. But Mudimu, because he wants to emphasize how much he wants men to be like him. He says, in his image and in his likeness. And the Bible says that indeed he created him as such. And then he did not only end there. He blessed them and he said to them, he gave them instructions. He gave them their destiny. That they should be fruitful and multiply. They must fill the earth and subdue it. They must rule and have dominion. Now I want us to look at a couple of scriptures breaking down these this verses that we have read. We will first look at fulfilling our destiny by being fruitful and multiplying. Hallelujah. Let us 
tackle first fruitfulness. Quickly go with me to John 15. John chapter 15. Somebody can read for us from verse 1 until 8 and also verse 16. So John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8, and also skip to verse 16. Um, John 15, from verse 1 to 8. 1 to 8, and then and 16. 16. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is um, severed from the, from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. 16. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Hallelujah. From where we have read, we see that Jesus is saying to us that we can only bear fruit when we remain in him. Hallelujah. Remember, we were created in his image and in his likeness. But then sin came and separated us from God. But because God loved us so much and he was yearning and longing for that fellowship, that he originally intended to have with us. He brought Jesus to come and reconcile us back unto him. And the Bible here, God, Jesus says that if you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear fruit. And God is, only, is not only satisfied with us bearing fruit, but he, as the gardener, he prunes us that we may bear more fruit. And Jesus then further goes and says, remain in me, and I in you, then you will bear much fruit. Fruit that will last. Hallelujah. So God's intent about our lives is that we may bear fruit, much fruit. Therefore, he prunes us. He says that the branches that do not bear fruit, he cuts them and are thrown into the fire. But those that bear fruit, he's not satisfied that, yes, here is the fruit. He wants more because he created us. He knows us. He knows that we can produce more. And he says that we can produce more fruit and fruit that will last. Hallelujah. And he says that we did not choose him. 
but he is the one who chose us. Predestined. Hallelujah. Before time began, he chose us in him that we may be fruitful and bear fruit that will last. Hallelujah. That is our destiny. Another element of our destiny that we find in Genesis that I want us to explore is multiplication. Let us go to the parable of the talents, Matthew 25. You can note these verses from verse 14 to verse 30. If we recall this story, it speaks of a man who went to his servants and he started distributing talents to them. The Bible says that he entrusted his property to them. To one he gave, help me, to one he gave five, to the other he gave two, to the other he gave one. Hallelujah. So there was one who was given five, the other was given two, the other was given one. Was God showing favoritism? The Bible says he gave to each one according to his ability. Hallelujah. Because he is God who created us. He is God who formed us. He is God who fashioned us. He knows our ability. And it is our ability that will attract what we can be entrusted with. Hallelujah. If you want to be trusted with more, increase your ability. Hallelujah. Enlarge your sphere of influence. And God will entrust you with more. Hallelujah. Um, so the master gave them those talents according to their abilities, and then he went away. During the time that he was away, each of these servants decided to do something about it. The first one with the five talents went and got more talents. He got five more. Now he has ten. The one with the two talents also went and got two more. Now he has four. The one with the one talent, I feel he's the one who should have even outran the others. He had few, so we could have multiplied quicker. He thought to himself that, no man, this master of ours, I know him. And he's a man who likes to reap what he did not sow. He took the talent and hid it. Now, the Bible says a time came, the time of settling of accounts. Hallelujah. How many of you know that such a time is coming where we will stand before the Father and have to give an account, stewardship, give an account of that which God had entrusted us with, where we will have to settle accounts? And how many of us will come with multiplication? How many of us will come and say, I hid it. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what the talent should have been used for. But today, as you hear the word of God, do not harden your heart. Because the Spirit of the Lord is speaking. Let those who have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. I like what the Master did. Just as he did not give according to favoritism, but according to their, the servant's abilities, even when he comes, Look at the response that he gives to each as they come and settle accounts with him. When the first one came, who had been given five talents, when he comes back and says, Master, look, you entrusted me 
I'm reading from verse 20, that is um, Matthew 25. The man who had received five talents brought the other five, and he said, Master, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. I can even just imagine him coming with such excitement and joy to come and, you know, just please the master and show him that you can be so proud of me, I have outdone myself. And this is the master's response. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share the master's happiness. Hallelujah. This is to the servant who was given five and he added five more. Hallelujah. I'm sure the other one was watching, standing by and waiting for his turn. He comes. Verse 22, the man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. Listen to the response. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Did the master change his response because this one had fewer talents? The same response was given because each of them, according to their ability, were able to reproduce more on top of what they were given. Hallelujah. They fulfilled their destiny, that, that which they were uh, uh, entrusted with to, to go and multiply it. They did that and they came and gave a good report, a positive report. Now the man who has, had received the one talent came. And he said, Master, I knew that you are a hard man. How? This guy. He did not only think this. He did not only think it. He even said it to the master. Yeah, such boldness. I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what, is, what belongs to you. So he comes and then he gives back what he was given. He did not do anything about it. And the master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Listen to what he says. So the master was not pleased with him. Because he took that which he was given to be a steward over, but he did not look after it. He did not take care of it. He did not put it to good use. Rather, he hid it. When the others were going out there and working out their talents, working out their salvation with fear and trembling, exercising their gifts and their calling, working in that purpose that God has called them to do, he decided to sit back and just watch them and waited for the day of settling account and brought back what he was given without having used it. Now this did not please the master and listen to what he said. He said, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, according to the master, 
poor stewardship or being unable to make use of that which God entrusted you with. Being unable to multiply that which you were given. The master considers it wicked. He says to the servant that he is lazy and that he is worthless. How many of you would be happy to receive such a, a response from the master when that time of settling of accounts come? When we stand before the father and he, he looks into the book to see what has been recorded about the lives that he has entrusted us with. Would you rather be on the side where he says, well done, good and faithful servant, come and share in my happiness? Or would you be the one who will be told that you are wicked, lazy, and worthless? Hallelujah. I believe that as children of God, it is a time such as this where we need to choose a position where we will stand. Or will we remember what we have been instructed to do? Will we remember and identify that destiny that God has called us unto and fulfill that destiny? That one day when we stand before him, he will be able to salute us and say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with the little. Now come, I will entrust you with much. Come and share in the master's happiness. Hallelujah. Amen. What a painful thing it is not to be included in the inheritance that we have been given. I don't know if it, it will not be that you have been robbed, but that you disqualified yourself by not adhering to the rules of the game. Hallelujah. Now, another thing that we pick up from Genesis 1 where we read is that we have been commanded or destined to rule and to have dominion. Hallelujah. To subdue the earth. Put it under our control. Hallelujah. The Bible in Matthew 18, verse 18 to 20 says, Jesus Christ was saying to his disciples when he was giving them the great commission, he said that all power and authority has been given to me. Therefore, go unto the nations and make disciples from them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I believe Jesus Christ, when he mentioned that all power and authority was given to us, he was showing us that in power, in that same authority, he is sending us. The Bible says, therefore, after having said that all power and authority has been given to you, he says, therefore, by virtue of this power, go out there and win souls. Bring them to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You should not allow fear to put you down. You should not allow doubt to put you down. You should not allow those thoughts that come to your mind that, no, this thing of winning souls is not for me. It's for the elect, the called. You are also called. Mamuruti said that if there is one call that generalizes all of us, it is this one. The call to win souls. And it, it, it does not come just as a call, but it, it has a backing of power and authority. Hallelujah. Amen. Mark 16, verse 15 to 18. Can somebody read for us? Mark chapter 16. We are still talking about ruling and having dominion. Hallelujah. Mark 16, verse 15 
And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new, in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Hallelujah. How will this happen? Because of the power and the authority that we are being sent out with. The Bible says that these signs shall follow them. Hallelujah. We spoke earlier today that the gospel needs to come with power. It needs to be backed with power. The power of the workings of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We need to start to see the Holy Spirit manifesting his power in our midst through the signs and wonders that will be happening. Where we will be able to lay hands on the sick and they be healed. Hallelujah. Where we will be able to raise the dead. Hallelujah. Where we will be able to speak in other tongues. Drive out demons. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke 10 verse 19 says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Hallelujah. Child of God, you have been given power. You are to rule and have dominion. You are to subdue everything and put it under your feet. Because all power and authority has been given unto you. Hallelujah. Let us not fall short of that which God has called us because of fear or doubt or looking down on ourselves. But let us stand tall and know who we are in Christ and carry that call and walk forward with it. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 37 says, We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Bateng batudi. Badrona refita. Hallelujah. We are more than conquerors. There are those who came and conquered. But Rona, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Such a person does not live in fear. Such a person does not live in doubt. Hallelujah. We have the ability to call things unto being. My sister spoke about saying to this mountain, be removed and go and throw yourself unto the river. I like it because this scripture says, it does not just say, Say to the mountain, be removed, and then you leave it. But you instruct it where it must go. Hallelujah. Sickness, leave my body, and you shall not return. Hallelujah. Lack and poverty in my life, go and do not return. Hallelujah. We have the power. God has given us power, and it is in our tongue. All that we need to do is speak and call things unto being. Hallelujah. I get it. He said he created us in his image. In his likeness. Everything that he is, we are. And how did he create everything that is, is, exists? He spoke. And it, it came unto being. Hallelujah. So is the same with you. You speak and it will come to pass. Hallelujah. That situation, somebody said earlier that these situations, they hear. They can hear. Remember Ezekiel, he spoke to the bones. And they started to come together. Dry bones. Bones that were hopeless. A hopeless situation. 
he spoke, he said, oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And they started coming together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Zechariah 4 verse 7. The word of the Lord says that you will also say, who are you, oh, great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Hallelujah. You tell your situation and it has no choice but to bow down. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Child of God, you have not been given the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. Is there anybody who, who fears here? Okay, I was about to give you 10 more scriptures that speaks about the power you have. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Another thing that we are destined for, when we read in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 3, it speaks of us being destined to be holy and blameless. Mamuruti spoke about it. Yesterday, Sister Miriam spoke about also that we, we are destined to be holy and blameless. We have been destined or called to the adoption of sonship. That is why the Bible says creation awaits for the reign of the sons of God. Because that is who we are. We need to be revealed to the creation. Hallelujah. We, we need to, to, to conform to the image and, and the likeness of God's son, which is Jesus Christ. We have been destined to share in an inheritance together with Christ. Hallelujah. The book of Romans chapter 8 verse 17, it says, We are co-heirs together with Christ. Hallelujah. He is the firstborn amongst all of creation. That is why we call each other sisters and brothers. Because we have one father and the firstborn amongst is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We are those of the family of God. Amen. I want us to read about sonship in the book of Galatians. Chapter 3. I told you that you're going to read scripture. Ha. Yo, the word minus nothing plus nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it's, it's nice when you, take, you get it from the word, then you know that it is God who spoke it. And if it is God who spoke it, it will come to pass because he says that he will never turn back from his word. Even when you pray, when you speak to him, say, God, you said in your word. And he has no other choice but to do it. He'll say, yes, my child, as it is written, so shall it be. Hallelujah. Galatians, uh, let us start from, yeah, chapter 3, verse 26, I'll read. Until the seventh verse here, chapter four. It says, You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and earth according to God's promise. What I am saying is that as long as an heir is a child, he is no different from a slave. 
although he owns the whole estate. He is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were children, we were slaves under the basic principles of the world. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, under law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave but a son. And since you are a son, God has also made you an heir. Hallelujah. Not only are we made in the image and the likeness of God, not only are we called to, to, to increase and to multiply and be fruitful, not only are we called to rule and, do, and, and dominate, but we are also called unto sonship. We are also called into an inheritance of the Father. We are not going to inherit portion of that inheritance, but the Bible says that we are joint heirs together with Christ. What God has given to Christ, he has given unto us. Hallelujah. And that is who we are. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, another thing that I want us to look at is the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 17. We are talking about destiny. What is, it, what is it that we are being destined for, that we may be able to fulfill it? Hallelujah. The Bible in the book of Romans 5 verse 17, it says, For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We have been destined to reign in life together with Jesus Christ. Not to reign when we die and get to heaven. But in this life we are to reign together with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says that through Adam sin and trespass came which led unto death. But through Jesus, we received grace and righteousness. That has given us life. Hallelujah. Christ came, they may have life and life everlasting. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that as we have received that life, we are to reign together with Christ in this life. Hallelujah. What is it that we should reign over? We should reign over sin. We should reign over sickness and disease. We should reign over poverty and neck. Hallelujah. Romans 6 verse 6 to 7. You can note some of this. I'm just going to go quickly through them. Romans 6 chapter, chapter 6 verse 6 to 7. It says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. And then verse 14, For sin shall not be your master, because you are no longer under the law, but under grace. Hallelujah. Child of God, reign over sin. Reign over sin. Hallelujah. 
John, first John 3 verse 6 says, No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. We cannot keep on sinning. The Bible says, No one who continues to sin has neither seen him or has known him. But because we have come to know him, sin cannot rule over our lives. Sin can no longer con con command us anymore. Sin cannot have dominion in our lives, but we are to be master over sin because we have received in the nature of Christ. When he died on the cross, he took everything and nailed it to the cross. The Bible says the, he, he was blameless. He was a lamb without blemish. But what he did when he was on the cross, being God himself, being righteous, he took our sin, he took our iniquity and exchanged it for his righteousness. So when our sins were nailed to the cross, his righteousness was given unto us. That is why the Bible says that we are clothed with Christ. Hallelujah. So sin can no longer be our master because we are no longer under the power of sin, but under righteousness and under grace. We are to reign over sickness and disease. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 says, By the stripes of Jesus we are healed. Hallelujah. It is all done on the cross. Hallelujah. When he hung on the cross, sin was done away with. Sickness was done away with. Hallelujah. He, he, he took upon his body the beatings of, of, of sickness so that we may live a life of health, divine health. Hallelujah. So when you are sick, you need to command that sickness that you do not belong in this body. This body has been purchased with the blood of Jesus. The blood that runs in my veins, it is the blood of the Lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. Psalm 103, I love what David says. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And then he starts listing them. He forgives us of all our sins. He heals us of all our diseases. None is left undealt with. But all our sins have been removed. Hallelujah. The Bible says, as far as the east is from the west. I don't think even scientists know the distance. They have been able to measure it. But so far has God removed our sins from us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless you, Jesus. We are to reign over lack and poverty. Philippians 4 verse 19 says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So all these things that God says we are destined for are in his word. All that we need to do is look into this perfect book of God and just see as it speaks to us as it tells us somebody said it is a manual of our lives you know when you buy a TV it comes with a manual when you don't know how to change the channels to set the programs you consult them well and it will give you step-by-step -step directions so does the Bible it tells us that God says we are destined for this and there are scriptures that tells you how and confirm that hallelujah all that we need to do is take this word and apply it in our lives and fulfill that destiny. And I believe that is how we will be able to set creation free from those moans and groans that it's, 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 it's crying of for the revelation of the sons of God. Amen. 
Ephesians 3 verse 20. This one we know it. Can we say it together? Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is in work at work in us to him be glory forever and ever hallelujah all these things they are given to us he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness poverty and lack is not our portion poverty and lack it is not our inheritance our father the one who has a kettle, a thousand kettles. Ah, Jesus. That is our father. Why should we lack? Why should we be in want? David knew this. He understood it. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Hallelujah. Because he, he leads me beside still waters. Green pastures. His rod, his staff, it comforts me. Hallelujah. In him, in him we have everything. We lack no good thing. Hallelujah. We sang a song on Friday, yesterday, that Jesus is the pillar that holds us. Hallelujah. So I want us to learn from Jesus, the master himself, how he fulfilled his destiny, that Lerona, we may be able to fulfill this destiny. We spoke about things that we, were, we have been destined for. But now let us look at how Christ was able to fulfill his destiny. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews Uh, can somebody read for us verse 1 until verse 3? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Hallelujah. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Mm. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people and then you won't become weary and give up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we should throw off everything that so easily entangles us, that hinders us. I like your Bible says that slows us down. That trips us and slows us down. Hallelujah. So, the things that there are obstacles that can hinder us from fulfilling our destiny. And here this portion of scripture tells us that such things can be sin, which so easily entangles us. The Bible says that we need to throw it off. We will need to throw it away. Hallelujah. So that we may be able to run 
with perseverance the race that has been set before us hallelujah so this destiny that god is calling us into it is not an impossible thing to attain the thing is there are obstacles along the road that might try and slow us down that might try and hinder us but god says throw them aside get rid of them whatever it is that is in your life that is entangling you that is there is an obstacle throw it out just just take it off opposition in your life just remove it so that you may be free you may be able to run a race without being slowed down hallelujah when you look at people when they run the marathon even the articles of clothing that they wear they wear the lightest clothing possible why so that there will not be any weight that will hinder them from being able to run fast enough so you cannot go and run a marathon wearing track suit o tlhatlagantse dibutsi go tlhakatlhakano di helmet ama of god full ama you know now <laughs> but you need to to be light so that you may be able to run this race with perseverance hallelujah and the bible says that we have an example that we can look towards and that is jesus if we can fix our eyes upon him forget all these other things that hinder you lay them aside fix your eyes upon jesus the perfecter the author of our faith and it does not only there and there it says that for who for the joy set before him endured the cross jesus destiny was the cross it was not easy we see the bible telling us of how he went to the mountain and he wept before the lord he prayed the bible says he prayed so much until his sweat turned into blood it shows how heavy the call was upon him how difficult it was but he said not my will oh lord but yours he endured i believe sissy winen sings the song he says she says that he had us in his mind when he went to that cross i believe as the bible says that for the joy set before him he knew what was beyond the cross and that is what enabled him to endure hallelujah if we can look beyond what we see in the now and press forward towards the joy that is set before us we will be able to fulfill our destiny the bible says that he will sit with his disciples and tell them and share with him, with them that i am going to die and they will try and resist this thought or no but you cannot die we will be there wherever you are we will be with you peter even cut off a guy's ear to show that no jesus we stand with you together we stand hallelujah the bible says that the devil came and tempted him when he was fasting he had just finished fasting he was at the peak of his spiritual level and the devil came and tried to distract him but he said it is written he persevered let us fix our eyes upon him when the bible says fix our eyes upon him it does not mean meditating only and but look at how he ran his race look at how he persevered 
Look at how he endured. When he was on that cross, they spat on him. They hurled insults at him. And then he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Because he had a greater picture. He saw beyond what they saw. They were saying, if you are the son of God, save yourself. But he looked beyond all of that because he saw you and I beyond that cross. He saw our lives being reconciled unto the Father. Hallelujah. Imagine had he not gone through with it, would we be here today? Hallelujah. So I believe that in us fulfilling our destiny, there are many things that are going to be birthed. Let us not rob even the future generation from receiving that which God has deposited in, in us because of fearing what we see in the now. But let us look beyond that and fix our eyes upon that ultimate goal. The Bible also says that consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hallelujah. Ours is true to be strong in the Lord and not to lose heart. Hallelujah. Paul, when he speaks about a race, he says that each one of us has been set a track, a race where we ought to run. Do not compete with the person next to you. That is his destiny. That is his calling that he has been called to walk in. Focus on your race. Focus on your course. Because Mudimu has prepared you to even handle the things that will come along with that, with that trek that you are in. If you can just fix your eyes upon Jesus, let go of all these other things. Press on. The Bible says that there is a reward at the end. Hallelujah. For the Bible says uh, that after he had scorned the shame of the cross and he went up there and he died on the cross, today he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Where he is interceding on our behalf. So he, he, he was able to even attain the price that comes with fulfilling your destiny. Hallelujah. Lerona, there is a reward that we will receive. We read from those servants who were able to fulfill their destiny, who were able to multiply their talents. They were received with a wonderful reception that well done, good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Now, a few things that I just want to leave you first is that for us to be able to walk this race, for us to be able to, to, to fulfill our destiny, we need to follow the way of the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. Hallelujah. We have been given the Spirit of God as a counselor. He is the one who reveals Christ to us. Hallelujah. He speaks not of himself, but what he hears from the Father. He intercedes for us, even when we do not know what we ought to pray about. When there are loud voices that are speaking negative things into our lives, and then he comes with that sweet, gentle voice that is able to quieten all other voices. Hallelujah. So if we can just give of ourselves unto him, then we will be able to fulfill our destiny. Walk by grace and not under the law. Take hold of that which Christ has laid hold of you. When he died on the cross, like we said earlier, he nailed everything to the cross. 
That is why when he died, he said, it is finished. We don't need to struggle for it. We don't need to strive anymore. It is finished. Hallelujah. It is finished on Calvary. Hallelujah. Let the, let the world see Christ fully formed in you. Remember that the world will see, will, will, will look at you and see Christ in you more than what you say through your action and how you carry yourself. Hallelujah. You were destined for greatness. A few scriptures that I want to leave you with is Psalms 37, verse 37. It says, mark the blameless man and observe the upright. For the future of that man is peace. Hallelujah. You are destined for greatness. Proverbs 18, verse 16. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. When you fulfill your destiny, that call, that gift that God has put in your life, the Bible says that it will open ways for you. You won't need to shout and broadcast it to the whole world, but it will just create a platform for you. Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. Daughter of the high God, know your destiny. Know what it is that you were created for, what you were called for, and fulfill it. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs>